Ten to One, Episode Thirty Two. Ten Moral Dilemmas. Welcome to Ten to One, the podcast where we talk about creepy things like moral dilemmas. Dun, dun, dun. I'm Melissa Kozer. I am Brian Kozar. <laughs> yes, today talking about moral dilemmas. So the way this one's going to work is I have 10 different scenarios that I'm going to go through with you. Um, Melissa, you don't know any of these scenarios. We haven't talked about these ahead of time. So, yeah, but you gave me an example of kind of what to expect earlier. And man, this is not going to... Not going to be a good episode for me, I don't think. No, it's going to be fine because I'm going to, we're going to talk through these scenarios. You're not going to have to come up with some sort of answer for these because. Either way, it's a no-win situation. Right. Well, what that's, that's what a dilemma is. I know. Two bad choices. Don't think of me as a bad person for the choice I make, people. And this isn't. Doctor Who, you can't say. You can't save everybody lives. You have to everybody lives. I'll find a third option. Yeah. No, this isn't television. So, yeah, so right. I basically, I'm going to go through the scenario. I want you to tell me your gut response. Okay. Just, just, this is the first thing that comes in my head, is this is the correct thing here. And, and then, then you're going to throw in some modifiers that'll probably make me change my answer. Well, we'll just kind of, we'll talk through a little bit. Uh-huh. I might have some some information about the scenario like what uh like they've done surveys on some of these and okay and uh what people have most people would say okay. about the scenario and then yeah some of them most of them are pretty similar so you, like you were talking about uh different variations on it the first five or so are going to be all variations on the same theme and actually most of them are are pretty similar so uh instead of talking about it why don't we get into it oh I, before we start i guess I should mention that I guess these topics are going to be a little bit heavy. Uh, It's going to be about death and such. So if you're listening with children, this might not be the episode for them. You might want to save this one for uh, your commute to work or or something when Maybe Halloween night or something. Right. So I just thought I'd give that as a warning and let's get started. So the first one we're going to talk about, number 10. This is the trolley problem, and this one is pretty famous in the realm of, of moral dilemmas in uh, philosophy, I guess. So here is the trolley problem. Have you heard of the trolley problem? Is it somebody's tied on the rails of a trolley and uh, you have to try and figure out how to save them? Or uh, No. So no. Okay, then I haven't heard of it. Okay, so there's... I don't go seeking out these moral dilemmas. Right, like I do, apparently. Okay, so the trolley problem is there's a runaway trolley barreling down the tracks. And head on the tracks, there's five people tied up, unable to move. All right, and you are some distance off, far enough away that you can't get over to the track yourself, but there is a lever next to you that controls the tracks on the train. Okay. Or on the, uh, on the, yeah, it controls the tracks, which way they're pointing. So if you pull the lever, then the trolley will switch over to a parallel set of tracks. However, you notice on that track, there's a person standing. So your two options are you can do nothing and the trolley is going to kill the five people that are it's 
it's uh, running away toward. Or you can throw the switch. The trolley will go onto the sidetrack, and it will kill the one person that's standing there. Well, can't the person standing there? Like I said, those are your two options. Well, no, they're they're not tied down though, so they can just. They won't have enough time. They're looking away. They have headphones on. They're blind. (laughs) And deaf, apparently. Right. I'm going to throw the switch to save the five people. Okay. Yeah. And that's what most people would say. Right. They would say... Try and save as many as possible. Right. Utilitarianism would say five lives are worth more than one life. So you throw the switch and it goes and and hits the one person. Um, And it would also say... Uh, since you have the ability to act, you have the moral obligation to act. Right. Because another, uh, the opposite perspective would say, if you don't throw the switch, then you're Actively not part of it. killing those five. Well, no. You, well, utilitarianism would say, uh, yeah, in this sort of pragmatic way of thinking, yes, you're there. You have the opportunity to act. So whether you do something or don't do something, you're responsible. Uh, however, there is another perspective that says if you don't throw the switch and you let it kill those five people, it wasn't something that you did. You're outside of this situation, and so that is morally okay for you to do. Huh. Um, by not inserting yourself into the situation, you are not morally obligated to to save those five people. So next time I see somebody getting mugged or something like that, I'll just look away and say, hey, it's not my business. I'm just just telling you what what the other view is. Just telling you what the the view is that... uh, Yeah, that's not a good view. If you... Well, but aren't you killing someone if you throw that switch? Yeah, but... And if you don't throw the switch, it's not your fault that the people got killed. That's what the other perspective is. So can you see it that way as well? Yeah. And then it would also say... You can't measure a life against another life. And so to say that five lives are more worth more than one life, that's the other perspective that you can't say that, that five lives are worth five times more than one life. Right, because I'm really going to be having all these thoughts in the middle of such a moral dilemma. And while I'm trying to decide what should I really do, the five people get killed anyway. Well, the question is not what would happen in that situation, which is somewhat implausible. It's more of a philosophical question, so we can discuss morality. And what morality did we take away from this? I don't know. What do you think? Write us and tell us, people. <laughs> yeah, so that's an interesting one. Um, but yeah, most people would say, throw the switch. Kill the one person instead of the five person. So let's move on to the next okay. one. Okay. Okay, number nine, the fat man. Here we go. And this one is very similar. Again, trolley hurtling down the track towards five people. Uh, this time, though... You're on a bridge, and it's going to go under the bridge. So you could stop the trolley by putting something very heavy in front of it. Okay? And just so happens, there's a very fat man standing next to you on the bridge. So your only way to stop the trolley would be to push him off the bridge and onto the track. No. And that would save the five. That's messed up. So you wouldn't do that. No, I would not. So you would throw a switch... That would go off on a track. No, but I'm not going to actively push. It's different. In the second scenario, I'm getting my hands dirty. I see. I see. So it's <laughs> well, a... and also it just somehow there's it's wrong. 
let me think let me see if I can put into words why it's so wrong. Okay. I guess because I might think that throwing the fat man down is going to stop the trolley, but I can't know that for sure. Yeah, but okay, that's And not, what if I miss? Nope, that's not part of this. That's not part of this. You know if you push him down, it will be stopped. That's the question. The question isn't there might be a third option, like I said at the beginning. Or this might not work. Or I'm just saying those are the reasons why I wouldn't. Okay, so. well, you know it's going to work. Does that make it okay? You don't have to have an answer. But I think it's very interesting because most people would agree with you when they do surveys on these questions. Most people will say, yes, throw the switch. But most people will say, no, don't push the man off the bridge. I'm just no different from everybody else, Even I guess. This is, it's, if you think about it, it's basically it's the same thing. Yeah. So it's kind of... I think what you're kind of getting at is it it's that it's more emotional to and more personal to push right. someone. Well, and also people aren't might not know your motives. Like Yeah, that's not that's not part of this. At least uh, yeah. This question. I'm thinking of the broader perspective here. I think and you're, you're not thinking me. about the weeds going <laughs> off into the into the weeds. All right. Uh, well, how about this as a as another possibility. Because well, people might think that I was actively trying to kill the fat man as opposed to... There's nobody else and, there. Oh, come on. Just get on to your third scenario. All right. So number eight, the trolley loop. So this one is similar again. Okay. You've got your trolley hurling down the track towards the five people. I'm never riding another trolley. However, uh, there is... Okay. So there's a separate track again, like in the first scenario. Uh, but this one joins back to... The main line, okay? So if you throw the switch, it would go off onto this side track and then come back onto the main track and hit the five people. Except okay. that like in the second scenario, there's a very large man standing on that loop. So if you throw the switch, it will go off onto that side track, hit that man, and stop. And that will save the five people. Do you throw the switch in this scenario? Boy, at this point, I'm just walking away. I'm doing nothing. Uh, yeah, I mean, my reaction at this point after her having heard the first two scenarios <laughs> is I'm, d I'm tired of all the killings, so I'm just going to do nothing and, and let fate have its way. But is that morally right? <laughs> well, you sure made it sound all right earlier. I'm just giving different perspectives. You'll notice I haven't given any answers. I noticed. I, I definitely noticed that. Because there are no easy answers. Yeah. That's that's the I'm the one that's, what that's under a dilemma the, is. the spotlight. Oh no! All right. Well, I'll let you know. So most people would say flip the switch on the first one, right? Kill the the one person instead of the five. Most people would say do not push the man off the bridge. But for this third one, most people again would say yes. Throw the switch to go hit the very the fat yeah. man on the sidetrack. Yeah. Even though these are really really similar. People have very different reactions yeah. to these different scenarios. So it's it's really interesting. Okay. So we're at two for for uh, killing fewer people, killing the one instead of the five, and one for... Just letting them all die. Not killing the one. So let's go on to number seven. Okay. Counting down here still. This one is, we'll title it, Transplant. Okay. Uh, so this one, you are a transplant surgeon. Okay. You okay. transplant livers into other people, kidneys into other people, so that you can save their lives. Right. Okay. All right. And you have five patients. 
and they each need a different organ. Okay? Unfortunately, there's no organs available. Until there's a healthy young traveler passing through the city that you're in. Comes in to get a checkup. He's perfectly healthy. In fact, all five of those organs are a match for those people that need them. So, and since he's just passing through town. Nobody knows about him. Nobody knows about him. No one's going to suspect the doctor. No, I'm not going to kill him. Would you support? I would not. The doctor killing the tourist and giving his organs to the five dying people. And neither would the families of those dying people. Well, what about the families of the five dying people tied to the trolley track when you throw the switch to kill the one person? That's different, though. You're... This is... I'm not going to say premeditated murder per se, but it's it's pretty cold-blooded. Yeah, yeah. No, it's premeditated. And, uh, it would be premeditated. Yeah. But isn't it... I mean, I guess... So is in that the, the difference? Yeah, in the trolley one, it, it's kind of a split-second decision. But this one, you're actively thinking, you know, to try and do good, I'll have to do this, quote, one evil act, but then where does it stop? So on the trolley one, if How, it were 30 seconds before the hit, does that make it premeditated? 30 seconds is okay? still a fairly split-second decision, right, I'm going to say. five minutes? A lot can change in five nope, minutes. No, nothing is going to change, but you have five minutes. I'm does that sticking make it to my answers. All right. Well, I told you the rules at the beginning. I guess you can flaunt those if you like. But, I will. Uh, no, I I think in as far as the organ, do- organ donor, it's a pretty cruel and barbaric way to, to do somebody in. Well, it and is. And then... Definitely. To, especially as a doctor... One of your oaths is first do no harm. And so. So if you're you're, a doctor standing on the trolley track, can you throw the switch to hit the one person or should you not? So aren't you doing harm if you're (laughs) to the one person? I guess if I were a doctor in that case, then I just have to do nothing. (laughs) But if you did nothing, are you harming the five people? Exactly. Right. So you've made these where I can't win. That's what a dilemma is. I know. Yeah. Yeah, but I I definitely think you shouldn't kill the one guy, even though it would save the other five people. I agree. It just, when you think through it very coldly and rationally. No, I can see how... All four of those that we just talked about are the same situation. Just slightly different circumstances. So, yeah. All right. All right. Let's go on to number six, which we'll title The Mad Bomber. What bombs at midnight? <laughs> and we'll post a link to that so you can understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, a little little tick reference. All right. A little bit of humor. The um, Mad it's Bomber. This dark. Foray. It is very dark. Uh, basically, uh, we can we can shorten this one up really really easily. This one is basically is torture. Okay. This one is there's a terrorist. He set bombs. Say he set a bomb in a skyscraper somewhere in the city. You know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to die if you don't find the bomb. So is it okay to torture him to save a large number of lives? Is torture okay harming one person to save the lives of a great many people? In this case, I would say yes because, and I know this is going to sound really dark, but I think if you're going to go out and try to harm a bunch of people like that, or even one person, mm-hmm. uh, then you have shown that you have a disregard for human life. 
And so in that sense, you're disregarding your own life too. And so you don't really deserve very good treatment like that. Okay. So I'd say whatever it takes to get the right information so that we can save those people's lives. Yes, we should do. Okay. How about torturing an innocent person? You know, this guy's not going to talk, but he has a wife. And if you torture her, then he will talk. Is that morally okay to save, say, a million people by torturing this woman? Say even, we'll even make it, make it easier in quotes, quote easier. Uh, Some sort of torture that won't have any lasting physical effects um, or even mental effects, but you're doing something that will torture her physically or mentally to save lives. I'm going to say yes, as long as it doesn't, it's not something that would have super lasting effects. Gotcha. Um, If it's something that's really going to harm her in the long run, we shouldn't do that. I know that it would save millions of lives, but how Mm -hmm. far are you going to go? Are you going to lose your own soul? But if it's something that you could do, uh, maybe give her a black eye and and he can't stand to see his wife harmed, so he talks Mm -hmm. after that. Uh, then yes, I would, I would do that. Gotcha. And that kind of that's also a really interesting question. What exactly is torture? Like, what, I know how far I know. Do you go before something becomes torture? Yeah, punching them. Um, you know, waterboarding. Right. Um, how far is too far? What are these far? things? What of these things? Where's the line where you go from? Right. Crossover into torture. So yeah, that's a really that's a really tough one. Um, obviously, I think we would all say torture is bad right you know in a normal general situation no torture but in a terrorist situation right in one in some extreme uh, situation i've got no problem doing it to the terrorist i hesitate to do it yeah. to his wife um, hmm. that is a really tough one i'm not sure how i'd answer this one i think if you're going to be a pervert and a sicko uh and like it's one thing to if you're just doing it out of anger at the person uh, for what they've done, I think uh, you're crossing into a very dangerous line there yourself. But if you're trying to save other people's lives by doing it, mm-hmm. I think then you're a little more under control and restrained. And so there is a purpose for this. It's not senseless and unrestrained. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, and there's I mean, there's all sorts of things you could go into here. You could bring up the fact that a lot of people will say torture is not very effective. And yeah, so I've, does I've that, that affect too. the morality of it? Uh, how how efficacious it is? Um, you know, if it's, it doesn't matter the number, like millions of people we said, but what if it's you know, one other person or something like that? So there's all sorts of things you, can, yeah. you could get into with that. And uh, it's a, that's a hard one. That's, that's tough to think about that one. All right, so let's move on to... I almost felt like it was easier than some of your previous ones, actually. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I almost feel like they're getting easier, or maybe I'm just... We'll see. ...going down a darker and darker corridor, and it's getting easier to think through these. Maybe, maybe. All right, number five, the tunnel problem. And this one... dark corridor. This one is actually a really important question that uh, you might say... uh, Well, the torture one, definitely important. You might say some of the others 
just sort of philosophical, don't really matter in real life. But uh, this one definitely does have implications for real life. So the tunnel problem is uh, you're traveling along a single lane road, a uh, mountain road, in a self-driving car. Okay. Okay. So this car is driving itself, and you're coming up on a narrow tunnel, very high speeds. Just before you go t- into the tunnel, a child tries to cross the road in front of you, trips and falls into the road. Now, someone had to program this computer that's driving this car. And in a situation like this, what are you going to tell the car to do? You can have the car keep driving straight forward. And run over the child. It's going to run over the child. Or you can have the car you know, pull off the road, but that's going to kill the driver. Oh, it's one lane? Yeah, sure. Narrow road. Okay. Yeah. Try and... No time to slow down. Try and avoid the child. Okay, so... Yeah. I know it's going to be at the driver's risk, but how is the driver going to be able to live with himself if if he ran over a child? Even well, even if it's, self, if it's a self-driving car and, and officially he's not driving it, but... Well, there's another question is who who is responsible for that death? Because someone, if right, someone's going to die right, either it'd way, be the programmer, is it going to be the programmer? Is it, well, the programmer put the instructions in, but right. maybe they're going off directions from uh, the government or from their business. Right. Um, so is it their fault? Do they have responsibility? Is it the driver's responsibility? In a self-driving in car, I'm going to say no. So, yeah, well, say it's self-driving, but you can take control. And so the self-driving car has been programmed to just drive straight forward. But the driver has the ability to take the wheel and shun it off to the side and kill themselves. I would I would choose to try, try and avoid the child, even if it meant I might end up dead. Would it be morally wrong for them not to take control of the wheel? In that situation? I would say yes. I think if there's one thing that our society really still holds to as being true, I mean, it's we have a messed up society, but one thing that everybody agrees on is you should not harm a child, you know, psychologically, socially, mentally, emotionally, whatever, physically. And if you just keep on... If if you don't try and avoid hitting the child, that's something wrong with you. It's it's some it's ingrained in our deepest instincts to try and avoid doing harm to a child. Okay. But so it should be programmed to avoid children if it's an adult, it's okay to hit them? No. I would still try and avoid so, anybody that happened to fall into the road and hit. So the driver should trip. Yeah. The driver should, be should try to avoid Whoever happened to stumble onto the road. So the programmer should have the car kill the driver instead of the person in the road? I know that's tough, but I'm going to say yes. Huh, okay. All right. So in this case, most people would disagree with you. Hmm. About 65%. That's because they're going to be the ones in the car. That's true. That's true. Uh, 65% would say the car should continue straight and kill the child. Yeah. And about 50% said it was an easy decision. 
Uh, well, I think this is an easy decision for me. So that you should try to avoid whoever happens to be in the road. Yeah, I Even actually disagree with you. I think well. I would. I would say if I had to make the decision, I would program them to continue on the road. Wow. And uh, not punish the driver in this situation for yeah. someone who made a mistake of going to the road. So, yeah. but yeah, that's something that is. Well, it. I mean. I sure hope they never have it where you don't, you can't take control at some point if you want to. I'm sure I that think, won't happen yeah. for a long time. But what if you're sleeping uh, or something like that? Yeah. You're not paying attention. I'm. I still so say it should avoid whoever's in the road. Yeah. Okay. What if? What about an animal? No. In the road. No. Hit that critter. What and if it move can't? on with life? It it probably will be able to tell the difference. I would I would think that that would. <sighs> It should, They're pretty good at that. It's probably going to be able to tell the difference if it's that smart of a car. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, that's definitely something that they're going to have to decide. I expect that lawmakers are going to get involved yeah. in those type of decisions. And I've, I've read some about automated cars, and there are people that think that decisions like that are going to take longer to figure out than the technology behind yeah automated cars so it'll be interesting be interesting to see what what we decide all right on to number four titled concentration camp Goodness. all right so dark. yeah here's another really difficult one all right so you're in a concentration camp with your child there's a sadistic guard that is about to hang your child so there's a chair underneath them they have a noose around their neck the guard says you move the chair out from under the child. Or if you don't, then I will move the chair out and I will shoot another of the prisoners. So your choice is between directly killing your child or letting it happen indirectly and another person dies. I would move the chair out because then I could be the last face that my child sees and and reassure that I know that sounds terrible, but it would be the face of love Instead of the face of hate. Yeah. Hang on a moment. I'm getting really choked up. You goober. Uh, yeah. That's. And I wouldn't want. So I mean, either way, my child is going to die. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I wouldn't want somebody else's uh, life to be taken. And ultimately, I'm not taking my child's life. It's the guard. Right. It's the guard either way. Right. At least this way, I can try and ease the way for my child a little hmm. bit. I don't know if I could do that. I think I might not, might not be able to do that. So that's a hard one. Now I'm gonna go cry for. These are these are difficult. Minutes. The next one's not as not as sad. <laughs> All right, ready to move on. I think so. All right, number three, price of a life. All right, so here's the scenario for this one. All right, you're the president of an automobile manufacturer, and you're producing the hot new car. You know about 100 million people are going to buy this car when it's built. All right, it's going to be super popular. However, your engineering department just realized that there's a part that goes in those 100 million cars, which is not as high quality as it could be. Okay, and they've estimated for... Of all those hundred million cars, 
that you're going to sell, there's going to be 100 that are going to get in accidents because the part is going to get def- is going to be defective after maybe a few years of driving right. it. So they estimate of the 100 million that you're going to sell, 100 will cause fatal car crashes. Which is a really low number. It's re- to it's low. Million. 1 in a million. But the part is going to have to go in all the cars. Right, and that would be super Well, the question is you're waiting for for your engineering department to make a an estimate on how much it's going to cost. How much are you willing to spend? On this part. So it goes into a hundred million cars, say it costs a dollar for this part. That's it's a hundred million, million dollars. And you know, to it's save a hundred lives. Just a hundred. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it's just, just a little dollar. plastic, little plastic block or something. So a hundred million, how much is a life worth? Is a hundred, are a hundred lives worth a hundred million dollars? It would probably bankrupt me, but I would have to recall those cars and make sure that they had a right part because I couldn't live with the thought of 100 deaths or even one death on hmm. my hands because I was too cheap to replace those parts because money was more dear to me than human life. Okay. What if you were unable to produce the cars at all? What do you mean? Then? Well, say you said you would pay for the parts. What if instead of a dollar each, it's $10 each, so it's a billion dollars. Right, and this is going to bankrupt me and I'm going to lose the business? Yeah, or you just, no, no, we'll just say you can't, you can't make, yeah, your business is going to fail. You're not yeah. going to be able to make cars. My business will fail then. So it would be better for nobody to drive, do you think? Um, Babe, because... there's a ton more other automobile companies and so somebody's gonna get to drive a car well but here's the thing people you know people okay so there are people obviously in charge of automobile manufacturing people die every year from automobiles right a ton of people so the president of ford or chevrolet right now is producing these vehicles and people are dying every year from them is he responsible for those you're sounding like a conspiracy theorist now (laughs) would it be better for Um, him to shut down the company so that people don't die from ford automobiles well a lot of people in vehicle deaths are that's a result of uh, alcohol and drug abuse that's true that's true but not all of them not all of them so you said even a hundred i'm sure there's at least a hundred a year that right are not from alcohol or or drugs could be faulty parts. Mm-hmm. I don't know what other people would do, but that's what I would do. I would rather my business fail than have the thought of a hundred deaths on my hands because I didn't. It, money was more dear to me than life. Well, I would say it's not just money. I'd say people get a very real use out of cars. A right. hundred million people with cars means a hundred million people that can visit their families, that can drive to their jobs. So now you're saying that if I don't put out those cars, then I'm stagnating the economy, perhaps killing it. No. And killing the family now, the family (laughs) structure, because people aren't visiting each other anymore. I, I wasn't even necessarily thinking about the economy, just thinking people buy a car because it's of use to them. Right. They know there's a risk. I hope everybody knows when they get into a car, there's a risk. And... People have decided that the risk is low enough that they're going to drive to work every day and drive 
to grandma's on vacation um, because the risk is low enough that that's acceptable for the benefit they're going to get. Okay. So what's your point? So I would say that I wouldn't spend too much on that part and I would put out the the vehicle. That's cold, man. But cold. But I do think it's good that you uh, let people have that information. Yeah. That people know, hey, there's a risk that one, well, see, one you in didn't, a million cars. You didn't say that was an option. Right, right. I'm slowly expanding it. Uh-huh. Um, and this actually, uh, you can go watch a YouTube video. Actually, yeah, this where is real life here. An economist, Milton Friedman, talks to a college student about uh, this situation that happened in real life. Yeah. Uh, where I think it was Ford decided not to put in a plastic block in their engine and it caused i don't remember how many deaths and they could have spent a certain amount of money to prevent them right i think i've uh, heard of this one milton friedman argues that uh but they didn't tell people i don't remember if they told people or not and so that is that is then a question is it the government's responsibility to um to require I would say a car yes. manufacturer to, yeah. to tell this information. Yeah, I would think so. So, because the car is a very dangerous thing, you know, people are going at speeds that could do great damage to them and or other people. And so, if you're going to leave out a part that could make the vehicle safer, mm-hmm. that I, I'd say in that situation. In that instance, it's fine as long as you let people know. But if you just go ahead and leave it out and then don't tell anyone, then it you're doubly guilty. Because at least with the one situation, people have the information to make a calculated risk about it. They can choose not to buy that particular car if they don't think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you don't include that information, then you're valuing money over honesty. And that's cowardice. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, this one is maybe one of the more relative uh, complex mm. ones that we've talked about. There's just there's a know. bunch of different things to, to think about because yeah. like people would say, "What's the price of a human life?" Well, human life is priceless. But on the other hand, if a human life is priceless, maybe we should just all stay at home not drive cars, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, never leave the house, and then we'll all be a lot safer. Um, but No, nah, because, I mean, human life being priceless doesn't mean that nothing will happen to it. You could get sick, you know, even staying home. Things can right. happen even at home, so. Right. People decide to take risks. You gotta go out and live risks. your life at some point. Yep. I agree. So, yeah. But that's an interesting one, and we'll link to that YouTube video so you can go here. Uh, the one I said wasn't quite quite the same as that real life scenario, so you can go go hear about that if you'd like. All right, a couple more. Number two, the violinist. Okay. All right. All right. You wake up one morning, and you find in the bed next to you is an unconscious violinist. Okay. A famous unconscious violinist. He's been found to have a fatal kidney ailment, and so the Society of Music Lovers. I tried to find who had the exact blood type that was necessary. They stole my kidney! <laughs> they kidnapped you because you had the blood I type knew it. they needed. I knew it. And they plugged the his circulatory system into yours. 
Okay, Wait, so what? that so that your kidneys can be used to take the poison out of his blood. But now it's going to go and out of my, yours. Um, my kidneys. No. Oh, okay. No. All right. So if he's unplugged from you right now, he's going to die. Okay. Um, but if you leave him plugged up to you for, uh, say, nine months, he'll have recovered from his ailment and be unplugged. Okay. okay, so... Am I willing to stay plugged to this guy for nine months and nobody consulted me about it? Nobody right. asked if I wanted to be plugged up to him. Yep. Is it wrong to unplug yourself from this guy and kill him? I think we should be asking is, is it wrong... To kidnap somebody oh, and no, plug them up. That's definitely wrong. But now that that wrong has been done. It's going to be a long nine months is all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Because I think it would be wrong for to yeah. unplug yourself. I mean, it was horrible for them to do that. But for you to unplug yourself and, and kill this guy, I think that would be another wrong, yeah. wrong thing to do. And you can't right a wrong with another wrong. Right. So... This is actually an argument uh, in favor of abortion. And I think now that I've said that, you can see the similarities where in the case of rape, people would say you do not have the responsibility to keep the baby alive inside you and it's okay for you to have an abortion. No, I'm not seeing the similarities. Okay, well, in the fictional scenario, you were kidnapped. Okay, so you're raped. Forcibly hooked up. Yeah. Forcibly hooked up to this other person, okay. and then in nine months... Impregnated, okay. Right, and then in nine months, he would be cured and, right. and unplugged from you. Same as if you were having a baby, you would have to carry the baby for nine months right. and then give okay, birth. Okay, I do see it. Yeah, so... Uh, but how is that in, a, in favor of abortion, though? Because I just said it would be right. wrong Right, and so disconnect. did I. But there are people that would say it's okay to disconnect yourself oh. from the violinist. Oh. So, yeah, but okay, I I'm gonna say it's it's wrong in both in both instances because you shouldn't take somebody else's life in such a way, and uh, especially with uh, getting pregnant through rape, mm-hmm. uh, there are stories of women who find healing in having the child. Because at least out of a traumatic experience, something good happened. They had their bright, beautiful little child that has brought joy into their lives. And they don't think of the father when they see this child. They see their child and a chance to do something good out of a sad situation. Yeah, that can certainly happen. But I'm sure there are people that, um, as long as they're pregnant, they're reminded of that horrible I know, and that's sad, but there is is counseling for that. If you really think you won't be able to stay in the sight of your baby, give it up for adoption. That life is not yours to take. And just while we're on the soapbox, it is not your body. Science has proven that the child is... In its in the womb is completely separated from the mother. It's its own separate body in its own separate little world, and that's why you've got the amniotic sac that keeps the baby's blood from mixing with the mother's blood. Because if those two were to mix, if it was all just one body, then it would be very problematic for both both the bo- mother and the baby. 
So I'm sorry if you're pro-choice, pro-abortion, but uh, you might want to try looking into some of the science about yeah, birth. I don't know that that would change anybody's mind on the matter, but... Uh, it has it has changed some people's minds. All right. Yeah, but I thought that was uh, it was interesting for him to phrase it that way and make his argument, but obviously I still disagree. Right. Uh, I don't remember, I think his name is Thompson, that made that argument. Okay. So, all right, moving on to number one. All right. The neighbor. All right. Oh, boy. So, your neighbor is a murderer, but he got, <laughs> a, but he got away with it. Okay? <laughs> We're going to be moving in a few months. <laughs> he killed someone. Happy dreams. And you know about it, 100%. Right. You know, he did it, but he got away with it. There was no evidence. There's nothing you can do. It's my word against his. Uh, Yes, not even that. You can't even say anything about it for whatever reason. Okay. Okay, so he completely got away with it, scot-free. All right. Now, uh, this is a six months later, a year later. You see your neighbor at a restaurant. He's looking very unhappy. And uh, you find out the next day that he's been arrested for the murder of his wife. But he didn't murder her. But thinking back to seeing him in the restaurant, you realize he couldn't have done it. At the times, it's starting to come out, the story, the times when he would have had to do it, you saw him at the restaurant all alone. So you have evidence to prove that he is innocent for this death. (sighs) Ah. Are you morally responsible to go to the police and prove that he did not do this murder? Or is it okay to let him be punished for this murder, even though he didn't do it, and be punished for a previous murder? My gut reaction is to let him be punished for this murder, even though he didn't do it. And I'd say it's uh, your sin will find you out one way or another. And even though he didn't do this, he did murder someone and get away with it Mm -hmm. and uh i don't think god lets things like that go by i'd say uh things like this could happen for a reason and i would kind of view this as his just Just desserts desserts. yeah okay uh so that was murder for murder what if i don't know he got away with um murder and this time he's being accused of theft we'll say is it okay for him or, uh, I don't know, or some other if crime? He, if he stole previously, com- but this time he's being accused for murder? Uh, because just two, it- two completely different crimes. We'll say the second crime is not as bad as the first crime. I'm still going to be inclined to let him go to jail. Hmm. Interesting. One way or another. He needs to be in jail. He needs to answer for his crime. Interesting. And if he's never found out about the one crime, at least he's going to do time for and see what that's like. Hmm. So that would be justice. I I tend to think my gut reaction, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tend to think the other direction that justice would be to tell the truth, to go forward and and clear him of this crime, even if he did something something really horrible and got away with it. The and then time. go up to him later and say, "But I know that you killed so and so." 
Now, what gets really difficult is... need to confess. <laughs> what if it was something um, really personal, like, you know, he killed killed a family member of yours and got away with it, and then uh, this second time, you know, he's getting caught for something else. Then it makes it personal, and that is tougher, because you want someone to be punished for something, especially if it hurt you. Um, but at least here, just thinking about it coldly and uh, without the emotion of, of something actually happening, I think it would be the right thing. Whether or not I would do this, I think it would be the right thing to go to the police and clear him. So, Well, if I, didn't, if I didn't clear him when he killed somebody I didn't know, I'm probably not going to clear him when he kills a family right, member right. of mine. I just brought that up because I, I tend to think that that I should clear him. And I think it make it does make it more difficult when it's you know something more emotional. So and and who knows? I mean, um, when it's uh, like you've mentioned uh, or you've listened to uh, some of Dan Carlin's podcast, right? You listen to some of the hardcore history episodes. He also has a podcast called Common Sense, where he talks more political things. And one of the things he talks about is uh, he's pretty anti-torture, and people will say to him things like, "Well, wouldn't you?" Wouldn't you want the guy tortured if it's going to, you know, save your children's lives? They're looking for your your children's kidnapper or something mm. or your children's murderer. And he'd say, oh, yeah, I, if they are coming after my kids, then I definitely want them tortured for yeah. sure. But and they say he's a hypocrite for. But he would say, I shouldn't be making that decision. Huh. People that are emotionally involved like that oh, that's should not be making uh, decisions like that on on justice or yeah and i will agree with you there so, yeah yeah so i thought that was Somebody really really interesting point detached for him to bring up. from it yep needs to be thinking about it yep so so those are the 10 moral dilemmas that i came <sighs> up with what what's your overall overall thoughts on on those i didn't like the first ones because they were so ridiculous okay. uh, and not very likely to happen but the later ones I kind of liked and enjoyed talking through, and uh, yeah, I think you just it's, have to. It's interesting. Have a better to, imagination for those first ones, right? Well, it's because you didn't let me. <laughs> well, it's like I said, live in them as if they're real wanted... world problems. Whereas the others, I can sort of see them if they were to actually happen. Here's how I would react. Right. Well, so the since point... I couldn't see the first ones as <laughs> real world situations, I really can't say how I, how I would react. Right. Well, the sure. points of the first ones, it's just to get you to the point where is it okay to kill one person right. instead of letting five people no, die? No, and I understand. And it's just a, yeah. A fictional scenario to yeah. and some different tweaks on that, which make people go one way or the other depending on how you how you build the scenario. So right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were pretty interesting. I will say, uh, this kind of made me think of those dark stories that we've done. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a set of cards called Dark Stories, and it's a bunch of situations that are kind of like this, and you're trying to figure out uh, what happened and why. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, you might want to check that out. Well, we could put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll do that. So... Do you think it was good overall? Maybe be up for another yeah, I'd installment be up for another at, one at, at some, some point. point. Maybe next year. Maybe around Halloween or something. <laughs> Maybe Just so. Seems fitting. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, I thought I thought it went pretty well. I thought it was okay. pretty interesting to, to think through some of those things. Didn't come up with any answers, or not many answers, I don't think, but... Uh, this was more of a pointless exercise in no-win well, situations. <laughs> if thinking is pointless, then yes, it was pointless. <laughs> if thinking about morals and morality is okay, pointless. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, well, uh, let us know what you thought about this episode. If you liked, liked it, it, hated if it. If you hated it. Uh, if you think we came to some really wrong conclusions, you think some of these are have really easy answers, or if you just agree with us on some of them, yeah. then definitely let us know. I'd, I'd be really interested to hear what you guys think. I am very interested, yeah. Yeah, so please email us uh, at tto at coser.us, or you go to our website, tto.coser.us slash 32, and there you can just leave a comment and let us know uh, Let us know what you thought. So I'm, I am really curious what you guys think. So Yeah, please let us hopefully know. Hopefully we get some good feedback yeah. on this one. All right, our next episode is going to be a lot more lighthearted. It's going to be top 10 food pairings. Yeah. Until next time, I'm Melissa Kozer. I am Brian Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. Yeah, so there's a book that I have on my to read list it's called the pig that wants to be eaten (laughs) all (laughs) Uh, pigs want to be eaten (laughs) that's really all i know about it i think it's just a book with a bunch of moral dilemmas kind of like what we were talking about tonight and so yeah i'm I'm gonna check that book out sometime and if there are any good ones in there maybe i can draw from there for our next installment in the moral dilemma series dun dun dun